Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Great to be here. I am so excited to be here. Uh, I so, uh, you said, Pastor Benny, what's your motivation for coming? I just wanted to do it for Pastor Jeff because I have so much admiration for this wonderful, wonderful pastor. Uh, folks, you couldn't, you couldn't have a better pastor than the man you have. You know that, don't you? Yes. And wonderful, just the best. I really... Really, this morning as I was driving up, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I'd never been here before. I don't know that I'd necessarily been in this area. I just didn't know what to expect. And it reminded me of a story I want to share with you about a seventh grade boy and a seventh grade girl who became madly in love. They were in so in love that the little girl's parents started to get concerned. And uh, they said, "We, we need to invite this little boy over the house. Now, they lived in a little town somewhat like the town I live. I, I live in a place called Milner. We're kind of we're out there. The June bugs don't show up till August, amen? I mean, we're, 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 we're out there. And I lived in a little small town, and the little boy and girl said, this is neat. This will be like our first date, first date. And they were so excited. And there in that town, there was a local drugstore, and the little boy goes down to that drugstore, and he sees the town druggist, and he says to that druggist, I want to get a one-pound box of candy, a three-pound box of candy, and a five-pound box of candy. He said, son, that's a strange request. Why would you need a one-pound box of candy, a three-pound box of candy, and a five-pound box of candy? He said, well, I'm getting ready to go on my first date. And he said, before I go in the house, I'm going to hide this candy out in the yard. And he said, if she's real nice to me on the date, I'm going to give her the one-pound box of candy. But he said, if I get to hold her hand, I'm going to give her the three-pound box of candy. But if I really get to do what I want to do, and that's kiss her, (laughs) I'm going to give her the five-pound box of candy. So he goes to the house, hides the candy, knocks on the door. The mother comes to the door. She says, son, come right on in. Dinner's on the table. He walks into the room, and the father says, shall we pray? And the little boy says, do you mind if I pray? And the father said, go ahead. And so he prays, and 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 he prays. And finally he finishes, and his little girlfriend said, I did not know that you were so religious. And he said, I did not know either that your dad was the town druggist. Amen. (laughs) Now, Pastor Jeff said to me, he said, Brother Benny, I'm in a family series. I, I need you to stay with the series. I said, oh, that's wonderful. I, I, I'd love to stay with the series. Family's so important. Men, five rules for a man to live a happy life. Come up close. It's important to have a woman who helps at home, who cooks from time to time, who cleans up and has a job. It's important to have a woman who can make you laugh. 
It's important to have a woman who you can trust and who doesn't lie to you. It's important to have a woman who's affectionate, who likes to be with you. Number five, it's very, very important that these four women do not know each other. <laughs> I want you to stand. Can we stand? We're on the stand all over the house. We're standing all over the house. And listen, I know some of you, you said, Pastor Benny, I don't know this guy. I don't know anything about him. I say to you what Elizabeth Taylor said to her eighth husband. I'm not going to keep you long. Amen? All right. That's good news, isn't it? That's good news. Ephesians 5 and 18 says this. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Be not drunk with wine where is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Let us pray. God, I bow my head in your presence. I cannot. You never said I could. You can. You always said you would. Help me to love these people. Help me to preach to these people and speak to these people with a broken heart. I pray you'll make our tongue a ready writer's pen and meet the needs of the hour. And God, for all you do, we're going to give you glory, honor, and praise. For I pray this prayer with a grateful heart. For I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. This was that program, Family Matters, and this was the song. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design, some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic clue inside these tearful walls. I heard that song, and I said, there must be some magic clue. And ladies and gentlemen, families are struggling. Marriages are struggling. Relationships are struggling. But I am convinced that there is a magic clue. There is a magic clue. And I believe... The magic clue is the Holy Spirit. I believe the magic clue is the Holy Spirit. Because we need the Holy Spirit more than we need anything else. There's a verse in John chapter 14 verse 12. This is basically what the verse says. Jesus said the works that I do you'll do also. But he said, you'll do greater works. Now, folks, how could we do greater works than Jesus? Well, you say, Pastor Benny, it's all about, it's all about faith. You've got to have faith. Well, folks, if I do greater works than Jesus because of faith, that means I had more faith than Jesus had. And if you believe that, don't sleep on your side tonight. Your brains will roll out your ears. <laughs> There's no way we can have more faith than Jesus had. But the way we can do greater works is because when Jesus was here, ladies and gentlemen, if he was at Jerusalem, he couldn't be five miles down the road in Bethlehem. Wherever he was, that's where he was. But now, 
because of the power of the Holy Spirit, he can be everywhere. Because he can be everywhere through every one of us. Think about this. Abraham and Sarah's relationship. Jacob and Rachel's relationship. Isaac and Rebecca's relationship. You can have a greater relationship as a husband and wife because you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Now the Bible says, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. And this is what I know, sad to say I've experienced. When you're controlled by alcohol, you're controlled by another power. When you're controlled by alcohol, you're controlled by another power. But I want you to know, when you're filled with the Spirit, you are also. Because unless there is within us that which is above us, we will soon yield to that which is around us. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Genesis 2.18, God said, it's not good that man should be alone. He looked at man. He looked him over. He looked him from head to toe. And he said, I can do better. And he created woman. He said, it's not good that man should be alone. I'll make a help meet for him. That word help is the word azar. And it's the very same word that's mentioned in 1 John 15 and 26 when it talks about the helper, the azar, the Holy Spirit. And I want to say something to you. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit in our marriages. Sir, you can't be the husband you need to be without the Holy Spirit. Lady, you can't be the wife that you need to be without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit more than we need anything else. Now, you know what's amazing? He tells us in verse 18 to be filled with the Spirit. And then in the following verses, 19, 20, 21, 22 through 25, he talks to us about what will surface, what will happen once we're filled with the Spirit. What will happen in our marriages? What will happen in our relationships? There's three things that will happen. Number one, when we're filled with the Spirit, we have gladness. We have gladness. Look what verse 19 says. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart. Let me tell you something. If you're always complaining... If you're always negative, you're not filled and walking in the Holy Spirit. Because when you come to know Christ, he had made me glad. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit of God, you have gladness. Now, let me tell you something. I've been doing this a long time. And just because somebody is a part of the church, it doesn't mean they're happy and glad. Some of the most negative people I've ever met 
have been in the church. I know people in the church that are so negative, if they walked into a dark room, they'd develop. Amen? A man brings his best buddy home for dinner. Unannounced, 5.30 after work, his wife begins screaming while his friend just sits and listens. My hair and my makeup are not done. The house is a mess. The dishes are not done. I'm still in my pajamas. I can't be bothered with cooking tonight. Why in the world did you bring him to our home unannounced? Because he's thinking about getting married. Truett Cathy. You all don't know, remember Truett Cathy, Chick-fil-A, goodness gracious. Put one of them Chick-fil-A sandwiches on my head, top of my head, my tongue beat my brains out. Amen. <laughs> Make a bulldog break his chain, the hobo miss his train. Amen, I tell you what. Truett Cathy used to teach the fifth grade boys. Now I know some of you men, you're Businesses are too large to be involved. But he used to teach the fifth grade boys in his church. And he said they'd give prayer requests. He said, Pastor Benny, the number one request, Mr. Truett, pray for my family that the fussing will stop in my family. Pray for my family that the fussing will stop. I want you to know something. When we're filled with the Spirit, we have gladness. But when we're filled with the Spirit, we have gratefulness. Look what verse 20 says. Giving thanks always. When you're filled with the Spirit, you have gratefulness. See, many times we're humbly, I mean, we're grumbly hateful. When we ought to be grumbly, we ought to be humbly grateful. See, from the day of your birth to the ride in the hearse, things are never so bad that they couldn't be worse. Amen? So we need to think. And then we need to thank, and then we need to tell. And people that are filled with the Holy Spirit, they're thankful people. A lady got up one morning, she had three hairs on her head. She said, you know, I believe I'll braid my hair today. (laughs) She got up the next morning, she had two hairs on her head. She said, you know, I believe I'll part my hair in the middle today. (laughs) She got up the next morning, she had one hair on her head. She said, you know, I believe I'll wear my hair in a ponytail today. And then she got up the next day totally bald. She said, thank God I don't have to do my hair today. This is what I know. Sir, ma'am, if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we are grateful. If we're filled with the Holy Spirit, lastly, We're gracious. We're gracious. Look what Ephesians 5 and 21 says. It says, submitting yourselves one to another. Submitting yourselves one to another. And then Ephesians 5 and 18 says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Wives, submit your... Well, well, how does a woman do that, Pastor? Ephesians 5, 18, be not drunk with wine when it is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. 
And sir, she won't have near as much problem doing it if she sees yourself, you submitting yourself to God. She sees you submitting yourself to God. She sees you being a leader because she can't follow a parked car, amen? No, she can't follow a parked car. But when you step up, you're the spiritual leader that you ought to be. She just wants to follow. And then it says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Pastor, how do we do that? Be not drunk with wine, when is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Now look, there's a verse in Ephesians 4 and 30, and this is what it says. It says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. You know what that means, folks? It means to deeply sadden. Deeply sadden. Don't ask you something. How many of you have ever sinned? Wait, wait a minute. You've ever sinned, and right after you did it, you felt terrible about it. Yeah. Those that don't have their hands up are habitual liars. Why, why? Hey, folks, there's so much bad in the best of us, and there's so much good in the worst of us, it hardly behooves any of us to talk about the rest of us. Amen? Get real. The best of men are men at best. What happens when we do that? The Holy Spirit is deeply saddened. Deeply saddened. And, folks, when, when we're not filled with the Spirit, when we're not walking in the Spirit, it affects four areas, and they're in the text, in Ephesians 4 anyway. You know, there was a, there was a man of days gone by named D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody would constantly say, fill me, God, with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. And finally, somebody said, why do you pray and ask God over and over to fill you with his spirit? And D.L. Moody said these words. He said, because I leak. Because I leak. Folks, let me tell you, I know we're going to the sweet by and by, but we're living in the nasty now and now. And we have to deal with the world of flesh and the devil. And sometimes we leak. And when we leak, it shows up in four areas. It shows up in our morality. Ephesians 4 and 25 talks about not speaking the truth. And we're not speaking the truth in our marriages when the Holy Spirit's not functioning the way he wants to. It will show up in our morality. But it will show up in our moods. Look what the Bible says in Ephesians 4 and 26. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Be ye angry and sin not. When the Holy Spirit's not functioning in our lives and we're not filled, we're not walking in the Spirit, it will surface in our moods. It'll get to the point that we'll give an aspirin a headache. Amen. It will function. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. My wife here is on the front row. We've been married for 35 years. 
got married and made a commitment that divorce would not be a part of our vocabulary. It's not. No, it's not. Murder is, but divorce is not. And we decided this. We'd never go to bed upset at each other. And for 35 years, we've not. Now, we've stayed up for two or three days at a time, but we've never gone to bed upset at each other. When we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, your marriage, my marriage, it affects our moods. Let me tell you something. If he's filled with the Holy Spirit, he'll be a better husband. If she's filled with the Holy Spirit, she'll be a better wife. Because it affects our morality. It affects our moods. I'll tell you, the Bible tells us again, it affects our money. Look what he says. Look what he says, verse 28. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good. It affects our money. It affects our money. I tell young people, don't marry for money. You can borrow it cheaper. <laughs> and then lastly, it affects our mouths. It affects our mouths. Look what verse 31 says. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away. Because we start saying things to our mate that we wouldn't say. We start saying things to our parents we wouldn't say. We start saying things to our children that we wouldn't say. Ladies and gentlemen, we need the Holy Spirit. I've always envisioned this. I'm almost done. If you get finished before I do, just slip out. <laughs> I'm almost done. But I've envisioned one day getting to heaven and seeing Moses and saying, Mo, come here. What was it like when you laid that staff across the Red Sea and it parted? I look forward to seeing Daniel and saying, Daniel, what was it like when you were in that lion's den and God gave those lions locked jaw? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what was it like when you were in that fiery furnace? God took care of you and you came out and you didn't even smell like smoke. <laughs> well, you can't even go in the Waffle House and that happened, amen? I mean, what, I mean, what was it like? And then I've always envisioned, sis, I start walking away. And one of those guys' brother would say to me, Benny, what was it like? What do you mean, what was it like? What was it like being filled with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> see, 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 we, we didn't have that, Benny. What was it like having somebody to direct you? 
What was it like having somebody to guide you? What was it like having somebody who will never leave you nor forsake you? What was it like having somebody who said they'd stay with you all the way? What was it like having somebody that you could lean on and depend on? What was it like having somebody that was a friend that stick up closer? What was it like having a comforter in your heart? What was it like? What was it like having him? What was it like? See, folks, I hadn't always been in church. I, I wish I was. But if you knew my story, I mean, I grew up in nightclubs, taverns, and bars. That's what I lived in. So I know plenty about alcohol. And this is what I know. Be not drunk with wine, we're in his excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. I do know this. To stay drunk, you got to keep drinking. Come on. Come on. To, to stay drunk, you got to keep drinking. You got to keep drinking. Now, there's a verse, John chapter 4. Whosoever drinketh this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh, not half drunk, but whosoever drinketh. You say, Pastor Benny, what are you, what are you saying? I'm saying, folks, we got to keep drinking. 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 We got to keep praying. We got to keep reading our Bibles. We got to keep being in our small groups. We got to keep being accountable. We got to keep serving. We got to keep praying. We got to keep on drinking. We've got to get under the spout where the glory runs out. We just got to keep on drinking, amen. Listen to me. Listen, hey, I didn't mean to say all this, but I want you to know something while I'm on this. There's no vice. There's no addiction. There's no problem. There's no adversity. There's no marriage problem. There's no difficulty that you can't overcome through the power of the Holy Spirit. If God be for us, who can be against us? We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Can we give him praise? Everybody, let's stand to our feet. We're standing all over the house. We're standing all over the house. The magic clue, the magic clue's the Holy Spirit. The magic clue's the Holy Spirit. The magic clue in your life's the Holy Spirit. You want to be a better husband? Be filled with the Spirit. You want to be a better wife? Be filled with the Spirit. You want power over what's pulling you down? You can't do it on your own, but you can through the power of the Holy Spirit. You can, sis. You can. You, you can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? If God be for us, who can be against us? There was a preacher by the name of Peter that was intimidated by a small young girl. I don't know him, he said. I don't know him. Once the power of the Holy Spirit came upon his life, it made all the difference. I'll be a better husband to Barbara if I'm filled with God's Spirit. And I want to be honest. There's been many times that I had to get on my knees and say, I'm leaked. 
I've leaked. I leak. But God, I need a fresh feeling of your power. Just for a moment, every head's bowed and every eye's closed. How many would say quickly, Pastor Benny, the message was for me. Hold your hand up real high. Hands up all over. Hands up all over this house. Hands up all over this house. Now I want you to look at me. We're going to start singing in just a minute. Just a moment, we're going to start singing. Listen, if you want to pray, I want you to come down front. I want you to just simply come down and say, God, David said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I believe, God, but I need a fresh touch of your power. See, I told Jeff back here in his office, I said, Jeff, I'm not a good preacher. And you've already figured that out. I'm not a good preacher. I've never thought I was a good preacher. I reinvent words while I'm preaching. But I care about people. I care about people. And so what I want to do, when you come down, you're going to pray, but then I want to pray for you. I want to pray blessing on you. That was biblical, to pray blessing on people. Hey, wonder how many husbands and wives would just look at each other and say, he's preaching about what's missing in our home. He's preaching about what's missing in our home. That's it. That's the magic clue. God sent that man today because that's the magic clue. We approach you in awe. We praise you, Lord. We praise you for who you are. We exalt you. There's no one like you, Jesus. You are the master of the mighty. You are the captain of conquerors. You are the head of heroes. You are the leader of legislators. You are the overseer of overcomers. You are the governor of governors. You are the prince of princes and the king of kings and lord of lords. So we approach you in awe. God, today we ask you, I ask you for a fresh filling, a fresh impartation of your spirit upon people, God. David said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. We need your spirit, God. We need your guidance. We need refreshing that comes from the presence of the Lord. So God, I pray for husbands. I pray for wives. I pray for families, God. I pray that you will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. I pray, God, that we realize today, though we cannot go back and make a brand new start, we can begin right now and make a brand new end because you're a God of new beginnings. You're a God of new things. You're a God of starting over. You're a God of beginning again. So Lord, we begin again with you today. And I pray for your power. Bless these people in a supernatural way. And for all you've done, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. For I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.